Hey everyone. I know it's bumpy out there, but it doesn't change the mission of where we're going, where this whole space is going. Just to just to kick this off. Raul Paul, get out. Got a oh, sorry. I'm trying to turn off this sound check. Raul Paul says the space is gonna 100 x Biggest 100 x of our lives. But anyway, part of that and part of the growth of all crypto is stablecoins. And Terra Luna is an extremely interesting one. And we're going to jump in and analyze it in great depth. I looked at a number of papers, etc. online. Couldn't find anything that I was looking for. Somebody to actually take the time to calculate properly what the value is. If things go according to plan. And I did that. That'll come at the very end, the price prediction models. But there's a lot to go through. This is a complex beast. This has been a long one in the works. This is the first should I buy of this year. And sometimes people love them or hate them. But it's what I see, and I put my money where my mouth is. So speaking of money, channel's about math, money, and freedom. And this is edutainment. This is not a vote to buy or sell or hold anything, just so you can have a direction as to where you need to go for your future. As usual, the token valuation process, in our very structured way, looks at everything, what it does, ranking, how it can industry disrupt, etc. Value props, tech and developers, tokenomics, ecosystem, growth and longevity, risks, and price predictions, the stuff you love. So let's talk about the beginning. Before we jump into Terra, we've got to talk about stablecoins. So, so real quick, stablecoins, a quick reminder, it's any cryptocurrency designed to have a relatively stable price. It's pegged to a commodity or a currency or a yen or dollar or gold or whatever else. And its price stability is achieved through collateralization or backing. And the USD, for example, peg stablecoins are most popular, making up 90% of the stablecoin market cap. But what we're going to talk about today is algorithmic stablecoins, which use algorithms as a mechanism to balance out the asset. So let's talk about disruption financial industry disruption. Obviously, if you've had to do a currency uh, on-ramp, moving cash fiat to an exchange, it's a pain in the butt. Whereas crypto stablecoins are instantaneous. It's a very easy on-ramp, very easy to get in and get out, etc. Generate great yield. You can facilitate cross-border transactions. You can hedge crypto market. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You can basically give exposure to a pegged asset without holding the asset. Tons and tons and tons of goodness. And this is why governments are worried because stablecoins can really disrupt the world. Now let's talk about the stablecoin categories real quick before we jump in. First of all, we have our fiat-backed stablecoins like Tether and USDC. We have crypto-backed ones like DAI. We have algorithmic ones like Terra. And that's what we're talking about today. Again, it's a flooded market, but at the end of this, you'll see, I believe there'll only be two in the future that really matter, maybe three, probably two. So let's jump in. First of all, the background. Uh, Do Kwan is the CEO of a co-founded uh, Terra to use blockchain technology to develop a more efficient payment system. That's what he's going after. Um, they did raise venture capital money for all those VC haters out there. Yep, these guys raised a bunch of money from crypto giants such as Binance, Arrington XRP, Polychain Capital, uh, Coinbase Ventures, you name it. And he studied undergrad at Stanford and went to Wharton Business School, same as me. And he worked at Apple and Microsoft. I worked at two other tech companies very similar to those. So that's his background. Now ranking, 
It's been a blow-up year for Terra in 2021. They're currently ranked number nine, right behind XRP. And uh, it's only a matter of time before XRP goes backwards, at least according to my TA yesterday. We'll see what happens. But that was interesting. A sure nail chain link, which is good to see. Anyway, right now, number nine. There's a lot of instability in the market. So what does Terra Luna do? So it, the, think of it as a replacing old-fashioned payment systems and do it very effectively and efficiently using a single blockchain layer. Now it provides payment channels for merchants and consumers and can power a bunch of different industries if they need to. And basically, it's an automated decentralized bank that stabilizes itself. That is the power. It boasts popular protocols such as Anchor, we'll talk about later, which offers high-yield savings and Mirror, which offers synthetic assets. Synthetic assets could be a tokenized stock, for example, or a piece of real estate in Italy. You name it, that's what it does. So this is the underpinning of all of those different types of protocols. So let's talk about NGU technology. If you've heard me before, that's number go up technology. How does it work? So in super, super simple terms, the demand for UST drives the Luna burn, which increases the Luna supply, which increases the the lunar price. Real simple. So think, you know, supply and demand. Everything in this whole crypto space is about supply and demand. That's why I do not like inflationary tokens. Now, UST has been trending up uh, more sharply over the year. It started in November under 3 billion. And a major portion of the gains came in mid-November after the Terra community voted to burn 89 million Luna. So when you take that much supply out of the market, it has a huge impact on price. And that's why we saw a huge pump. And uh, and that was in turn exchange for UST Treasury. Again, you swap Luna for money. I'll show you the formula as to how to do that as well. And according to the CEO, Do Kwan, 2.7 billion was minted this way as we go. And they're very um, transparent, unlike some other stable coins. So let's look at the burn formula. Real simple. To mint UST, you need to burn dollar equivalent of Luna. So the lunar burn at time t is the same is equal to the change in quantity of UST at a certain point of time divided by the lunar price of t minus 1 time minus 1. Real simple. Now, a simple example of how that actually works is as follows. So to mint, for example, 100 US dollars, you take the lunar price, let's say it's 80 bucks right now or 81.69, and that means you need to burn 1.22 luna to generate 100 US dollars worth. This is what it means by being an algorithmically stabilized coin. You swap Luna for dollars, and it goes into the treasury. So that's uh, hopefully everybody gets that. Now, another key point is the APY. It is crazy. The Anchor Protocol, you can earn 19.48% APY on your, on your UST today. Think of what you get in a bank. You get zero, or in Europe, you get negative interest rates. Here, you get 20%. So it's kind of crazy. But here is a good segue into part of risks. When we look at any protocol, it's very important to take into account all of the risks that you face. Because if you buy something with a lot of risk, it could blow up. So the first risk we'll talk about that we see is Terra lives or dies by Anchor paying 20%. If Anchor doesn't pay 20%, nobody will want it. And the, the big issue here is Anchor holds 80% of all circling UST. And Anchor is the only reason the Terra ecosystem exists right now. 
to a large part. That's where all the action is at. Now, the current anchor deposit rate will fall in the future, but it cannot be allowed to fall until the Terra ecosystem has a certain critical mass to sustain itself without the current mind-blowing deposit rate offered by anchor. And the current anchor deposit rate must, by our calculations, remain in place for at least the next 6 to 12 months for the Terra ecosystem to survive. Terraform Labs knows this, we believe, and they will do what they can to make sure the Terra ecosystem succeeds. But if it doesn't, it could be a potential bait-and-switch strategy. So always you've got to take this into account. There's no such thing as a free lunch, and what makes Terra so popular right now, a big part of it is this 20% APY. If this is to go away, that could implode the whole chain. So watch for that. Risk number one. Risk number two, the burn risk. For this model from Delphi, Luna has this tricky balance to manage. And uh, for it to gain market cap, it needs to burn Luna. But per this model, if it's linear, and I'll talk about this as well later too, uh, the price will tap out at around $300. Remember, this is for liquid Luna. You know, a lot of Luna is staked as well, which we'll also talk about too. There's a lot of numbers behind the scenes and a lot of these charts that we'll dig into. Let's talk about the peg risk. Uh, some people call it the death spiral. And when you're dealing with a, a stable coin, the biggest risk is it's losing its peg. So for example, if you have UST and it's worth 90 cents instead of $1, People will ditch it and move fast, and that causes a death spiral. Price cascades down, like we're seeing a lot of longs liquidated in the market today. Because they were long, price went down, they get liquidated, and it drives the whole market down. So for this to happen, however, it would mean the, the value of the underlying assets will have dropped so significantly that the coin price cannot be justified. And this is a problem, so it's very critical for this to keep its equilibrium and be completely based. And if the market, if the crypto market does go to hell, that can actually put some of these algorithmic stable coins at risk. Now let's look at some other risks, regulatory risks. The SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, is currently investigating Terraform over whether it is selling unregistered securities. And this subpoena is related to Terraform's mirror protocol which offers synthetic versions of stocks and not the Terra protocol itself. So here you can see I took this from the website. You can buy synthetic versions of Netflix and Google and Tesla and Twitter, all sorts of things, Coca-Cola. You can get everything there and you can buy with UST to get a piece of these stocks. And the SEC doesn't like that. It doesn't like you bypassing traditional exchanges. But remember, I've said many times as well, the future will be tokenized. This is where the future is going. So buckle in and uh, we'll see where it goes. But I know for a fact that the SEC has limited power. It only has jurisdiction in the US. It can't meddle with Do Kwan, who is Korean, living in Singapore, etc. But interesting to see how it plays out. But it is a risk. Now, the other one, negative funding risks. This is an interesting one. You could see that Luna did hit an all-time high on negative funding rates. Now, to explain what that is, basically is negative funding rates are when the delta neutral traders play a part. Now, the real issue here is uh, that funding rate was negative, for example, places like Binance and other exchanges. And that means the shorts are paying longs about 40 to 65% APR to keep their short positions open. So they're paying massive interest rates on their short positions because they're that bearish. 
Now, when you see that type of negative funding rate in any asset, it is a big bear flag. So watch out. Um, and I know a lot of Terra uh, longs probably got liquidated today as well. So we fell down to 80 bucks. So that's another thing. Now let's talk about the good news. I want to get the risks out of the way. We'll talk about the growth opportunities. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, as the demand for Luna grows, so does the burn rate of Terra and Luna, making it more scarce, driving price up. And this can be seen here with this chart, Luna price surges with the UST growth. And again, it's an algorithmically backed stablecoin has become the largest of its kind, and it keeps picking up Web3 adoption as the true DeFi dollar. That is important to everybody. The true DeFi dollar. Remember, as this ecosystem grows, this thing will grow because it's prime right now. It's it's in the saddle on the horse, whatever you want to say. So, and as the UST is adopted, the price will just goes up. It's just programmed to go up. Let's talk about some more growth opportunities. This is also from Delphi. They believe that UST has dominance to grow to 10% in 2022. And that's up from a much lower percent. This thing is growing like a weed. But the, the key factor here is not so much all these details, but you can see to the right-hand side, according to their projections, UST will be the same size as BUSD, the Binance stablecoin, and it'll start eating market share out of other players, including potentially USDC and USDT. I did predict that maybe something bad could happen to USDT in the year 2022. And if that happens, others will pick up the share. People will move their stable coins from USDT over to USDC and UST. And that will be a very big catalyst for UST as we go forward. So we'll see. So part of my pricing theory is I believe there could be two major stable coins within one or two years, and that will be USDC and UST. We'll see if that works. So let's talk about DAI. DAI is another one that was just flipped by UST recently. And the DAI versus UST comes down to Ethereum's DeFi dominance. DAI is pegged to the Ethereum system. As we know, the Ethereum system has been eaten alive by all of these layer one kind of murderers row of killers out there. And the UST is not even trying to compete with DAI in its home turf. And if crypto continues evolving to a multi-chain future, the winning decentralized stablecoin may be the one that proliferates across the broadest ecosystem. And remember, Terra is marching in this direction, while DAI continues to serve primarily one master, which is Ethereum. This could be huge. Again, the other thing that I do believe, we are moving to a multi-chain future. And the Cosmos SDK is designed to be multi-chain as we go forward. So they have that. That's what I mean by it being kind of the DeFi stablecoin for all DeFi going forward. Now, other value propositions, decentralization, which is huge. We'll talk more about exactly what that means. A lot of people get confused between assets that are venture capital backed and decentralization versus centralization, but I'll do a video on that one day if you guys want. Now, it is more decentralized than Tether. That's true. And the vision for Doquan is main role is to get to a state where most decentralized form of money is the most trusted form of money, and that is UST. That's the vision of this whole chain. Now, the next two to three years are critical, especially the next six to 12 months, as I mentioned. And Doquan, this was a cool video on Twitter. Uh, they called it Protocol Armageddon. It's like having a kill switch on Terra. But he promises to blow up Terraform Labs 
if regulators come after Terra, aka Protocol Armageddon or Kill Switch, and he believes that Terra could actually be self-running, completely decentralized, and that's what they're building towards, which is cool. And then you have an unstoppable DeFi machine, unstoppable stablecoin out there, nobody to turn to. So that is very, very exciting. And remember, the future is also becoming heavily decentralized as we go forward. Let's talk about some of the technology. So the big uh, catalyst to price this year was the Terra upgrade called Columbus 5. Some people call it burn, baby burn. Uh, it's been live for a couple of months now. But this is a significant upgrade. This is along the lines of moving to ETH2. And it happened this year. The mainnet upgrade, I think it happened September 30th or October 1st. And uh, hugely successful. And developers now have the ability to develop applications in Rust for the Terra ecosystem. So we'll see what happens. It should be very positive. But Terra is now a lot more mature of an ecosystem. We'll talk more about the ecosystem in a second too. So the technology and developer community, over 100 new projects are scheduled for 2022, which is also massive. And the two big categories are one, the whole IBC, the Inter-Blockchain Communications Protocol. This is going to set open Terra up to a myriad of dApps in the Cosmos, the Atom ecosystem, while enabling UST to seamlessly hop between chains. This is so, so important as we go forward. And IBC, remember, facilitates sovereign chains to connect and communicate with each other, allowing the transfer tokens between Cosmos and other IBC-compatible blockchains. And at the same time, while IBC is happening, Wormhole is also happening. This is the Solana interchain cross-chain bridge uh, that hooks up with Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain protocols, as well as Terra assets. So literally what they've done very cleverly is they have hooked themselves to the biggest chains, holding the most TVL, the most transactions, etc., out there. And uh, this will reduce a lot of friction for UST moving from one blockchain to another. Think of buying an NFT on an Ethereum-based blockchain and moving it over to a Solana-based one using UST. That's part of the capability. Now, the ecosystem, one of the clearest signs for adoption is the Terra ecosystem. Rapidly expanding list of partners, projects, etc. launching. This is going to be twice the size next year, maybe more. And the growing ecosystem covers access to some of the hottest sectors in cryptocurrency, including decentralized finance, non-fungible tokens, NFTs as I mentioned, bridges to other blockchain networks like Ethereum, Solana, and so much more, Binance Smart Chain platforms too. Now the blockchain also supports numerous retail and payment protocols that allow token holders to use Luna and UST for everyday purchases. Remember, we are still so early. If they pull this off and execute, you have a UST platform that runs across 17 different fiat currencies, like the US dollar and the Euro, Canadian dollar, yen, the Thai bat, etc. And there are plans to expand this as the ecosystem grows. This is part of the power that a lot of people don't realize. Now, longevity and track record, super simple one. Network launch in 2018, wide adoption, huge release uh, just a few months ago. And it is running and it's screeching like hotcakes. Now, let's talk about tokenomics. Very important aspect of it. There are going to be 1 billion tokens. But as I mentioned before, there's burnt 89 uh, million of them. So now the true supply is, of course, less than a billion tokens. And as it grows, it burns. Remember that. Now, the other thing that's very important is 56% of tokens are held by VCs and insiders. 
people give uh, me personally a hard time for, you know, being a fan of things like Solana that's getting beaten down today, like all L1s, not just Solana. And it's not even beaten down as bad as some of the others. But the fact of the matter is VCs are behind some of the smartest protocols. Now, a quick reminder, Luna Venture Capital and Insider Share, this is how its stat ranks against others. Terra is the highest VC and Insider Share of these chains here, and Phantom is number two. Note as well, I own Terra, I own Phantom, I own Solana. There's a pattern here. The VCs tend to be behind the most value-driven protocols, which have the most price appreciation. So I want people to like that. It's nothing really to do with centralization, decentralization. That's a separate issue. Now, let's talk about price predictions. Favorite part, yes. So first of all, I pulled in all the price predictions uh, from all the top analysts out there. Wallet Investor, CryptoCoin Price Prediction, Digital Coin, Long Forecast, CoinCora, and Calculated Averages, and an average without the kind of crazy Moonboy predictions. So let's talk about the average for... Let's just go straight to the average without the crazies. So all the top analysts believe Terra could hit $149 by year-end 2022, $258 by year-end 2023, $440 year-end 2024. I like that. $440, 2024. And 2025, it goes down to $284. Hmm, interesting math there. So obviously... They believe something could give. Uh, some people have predictions out to 2028 or 326. And one has a 2030 prediction of 578. Interesting. But let's see what I come up with. And again, I just don't pull numbers from the sky. I spend weeks and weeks and weeks building models to, to build out the pricing based on a whole bunch of factors. And we'll talk about that too. But first of all, before you go there, I do believe stable coins are the future. But one is shaky. That is Tether. The big question is... Is it a ticking time bomb? Do they have all of their assets backed? I think I'm 95, 98, maybe 99% sure they don't have all their assets backed. They may be short 20 billion, 15 billion, 10 billion, 5 billion, I don't know. But sometimes they seem to be minting tether out of thin, thin air. <laughs> tether out of thin, the, too many T's, hard to say. Now, let's look at the lunar chart. So we started the year at 80 cents, and now it's 80 bucks. That's a nice 100x, everybody. But a couple of things to point out here. We are off the all-time high of 103.5 uh, before Christmas, or was it after Christmas or before the New Year's? I don't remember. But the chart told me there's no way it was going to blow through 100. Uh, it was going to face a lot of resistance, especially with the, the bearish options activity as well on the perpetuals. Now, with that, it seems like we've come down, but we're still above the 50-day moving average of $68 and very far above the 200-day moving average, the blue line of 38 bucks. The red line is the 50-day, and uh, that is about 68 bucks now. That's the chart. So we'll see. Nothing, remember, in life, nothing goes straight up without a breather coming down. So what I also calculated was, since the beginning of time, the supply... Uh, which helps me build the supply prediction. So I looked at the actual supply for Luna since the beginning of time. It started about 300 million, stepped up in 2020 to nearly 400 million, stepped up again to nearly 500 million, and then a whole bunch of burning and volatility and everything else, and then the big spike because they dumped 90 million on the market to be able to burn, and that's what that spike is towards the end last year. And since then, it's just burning. As it grows, it burns. And that's why you see that gradual decline as we go forward. 
But the important thing to note here is, uh, as we go forward, this is key to estimate how much inflation and deflation and how much minting will actually happen. That's why this took me so long to do. So if we look at one thing that actually impacts the actual supply is the staking. 38% of Luna is staked and you get an APY of about 8% for this. So if you stake, for example, 1000 Terra for 12 months at a staking reward of 8% APY, your passive income for one year could be about 83 Luna, which is about $6,700 with the Terra price of about $80, $81. So again, who's got 1000 Luna out there? Um, but that's a good one. What I might do as well, many have asked, is to do a retire on Luna, what it would take, especially when staking with this type of income. But the question is, will that 8% continue? The answer is, could, could do. So let's look at my price predictions. Now, before I jump into these, I took a whole bunch of factors into account. Uh, and for, the, for it's very rare that my price predictions are higher than the analysts. But my assumptions are an inflation rate of 2.89%. My market cap of USDT by year-end 2023 will be equivalent to um, having a piece of the market share of the growing crypto industry and being equivalent to Tether's market share today, but growing. Um, also the continued growth, also the continued burn from minting, etc. And the existing supply predicated on exactly how much it's going. So you've got a couple of things happening at the same time. You've got the inflation, the 2.89% combated by the minting rate and the burn, which takes it down. And this is what we come up with. So here, my 2022 price prediction is to have a market cap of about $50.16 billion and an existing supply, circulating supply, that should be circulating supply, not max supply of, 100, of uh, 370 million. And the price would be about $135. 2023, $279 with an 82 a billion dollar market cap 2024 107 billion 274 dollar price 2025 346 2026 438 dollars again it's rare my price prediction is higher but the growth of this thing the adoption if it is the DeFi underpinning currency ust that runs all DeFi, and if ibc and wormhole are successful this could be an absolute game changer the other factor as well is UST, USDT will shrink and USDC and UST will take market share from Tether. So that, these are all the things that I took into account for this price prediction model. And that's why I'm so bullish on this particular chain. Now, there is one caveat, which is extra bullish with rocket boosters. This is what happens. The price will explode if demand explodes and supply goes to zero. And these are some theoretical models here that show how that could actually happen. Remember, imagine somebody needs $100 million of UST and there's only 10,000 tokens left. The price of those tokens will go to the roof to mint that equivalent. And that's exactly what we saw happening in 2021. And it's what exactly could happen if this thing is widely adopted. But remember, everybody, all the risks that are out there too that could derail this plan. So where to buy it? Um, Voyager have it and by the way there's a Voyager referral link below any referral revenue which isn't much from Voyager but it does go to charity uh, Gemini have it as well and wrapped they have wrapped Luna on Coinbase Pro and they're obviously doing this to protect themselves in the SEC because they don't want to be involved in something that could be a security in case they get smacked on the wrist 
Now, the big thing as well, note, this is a top 10 coin and it's missing on top exchanges and it's going to be on Huobi uh, next year and it should get to Binance and FTX soon as well. So watch this space. But imagine also what happens to the price if it starts getting listed properly in all these other exchanges, not just the small ones. That would be another big catalyst. So you got so many potential catalysts that could make this price explode, which has me very excited. So conclusion, everybody. Here we go. Um, first of all, it is a decentralized algorithmic-based fiat pegged stablecoin, I believe are the future and required to replace historical legacy payment systems. I see UST and USDC being the top two. I see there is a peg risk and regulatory risk that would keep me awake at night a little bit. Uh, these are big issues. Uh, it does require stable crypto markets to thrive and growing crypto markets and growing DeFi markets, which I believe will, despite the bumpy beginning to January that we've had so far. Uh, there is heavy insider ownership, but demand fixes that. Remember, for all those saying, oh, VCs are behind it and it's not decentralized. No, this proves the case that that is a nonsense argument. Remember, VCs put their money into the most opportunity, so they get the most return, but they also take the most risk. For your typical VC, for every 90 investments they make, for every 100 investments they make, they lose 90 of them. They only make money in 10. So this is a good thing. And also, the demand and the adoption should outstrip the risk of the insiders. Now, the other thing as well, next 24 months will be critical for Luna's survival, but the payoff is handsome if they pull it off. If this crypto... Blockchain, stablecoin world grows the way I think it will. The reward could be way more than my price predictions. And also, kill switch exists. Will Doquan play chicken with the SEC? That kill switch is an example of how decentralized this could be. Again, they can turn off their development organization and let this thing run itself forever in a completely decentralized way. So that is Terra Luna. And the answer is, should I buy? Yes, I um, layer in at the $60 range. And that's where I am. So hope you like the content. Uh, <laughs> objective, not chilling, just what I see. And I believe this could be a very, very important part of the future. So big thank you, everybody. There. Thank you to the mods who are keeping us all safe and secure. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Oh, by the way, drop any comments for anyone's, any other ones you want me to analyze.